Sixes and nines. Because it's the sexy episode of Trash Street. Sexy. Um, um, Zalman, Sessa, Lou, Zalman, Lou. And I'm Red Shoe. Jamie, oh. Jamie. You can be Fifty Shades of Jamie. <laughs> I could. And this is a... Sexy episode Especially, of you know, Trash South Street. As we all have lung butter. Yeah, we The we're sexiest all of fluids. Mm-hmm. <coughs> lung exudate. Yes. Sputum. Yes. One of the four humors. I'm going to sputum all over the microphone. I prefer you don't do that. No. Until next year. Okay. The year four or whatever. Year four? Isn't that year four next year for Satchel Street? Oh. I thought you meant like the... It is the year of four. Yes. The year four. <laughs> it's all about the year four next year. <coughs> so what's new? What's up? Since Oops. I last talked to you. Oh, nothing. Saw some shows. Cool. What did you see? So, yeah, I went, I saw, we'll say three shows in two weeks. Busy man. Busy man. Too old for this shit. Yep. The first show was the much-awaited Slater-Kinney show. How was that? It was good. It wasn't the greatest show I've been to. Um, the opener was some, um, I think his name was Joe Kessler or something like that. Okay. He was a comedic opera singer. Oh. Which. Sounds awesome. It's basically a guy singing opera with subtitles. Which tends to lose a little bit. There were a couple of short films he did. Oh, okay. Where like one, he sings the opera about becoming a goth because he buys some black boots. I mean, it's cool they're doing something different, but... It's it's a Joe Keckler. Yeah, it's a little tough. Wah, wah. And yeah. there's another one where it was something about brushing his teeth, but yeah, it's... When you're the only opener? Yeah. I presume little, he yeah. was the only opener? Yeah. And then Slater, Kenny took the stage. They do play a very full set. They play something like 28 songs. Mm-hmm. What, the bothering you? Because you're going to kick it over. The microphone is dangling in a most sexy <laughs> manner. It was dangling betwixt, by Lou's foot. Which betwixt my... Uh, I knew he would knock it over within that? a my, minute. Betwixt. My, man, yeah. what, my man... My man oats. Give me your man milk. Ugh, you know that thing that dangles betwixt, betwixt your legs. Betwixt. Anyway, a lot of, for the naysayers out there, a lot of their new songs sound really good live, or they sound much better live. A few surprises. The biggest one for me is they played a lot of songs off All Hands on the Bad One, one of their earlier albums. Oh, cool. And they played Ironclad, which means nothing to anyone but a few people, and I was very excited to hear that. That's cool. The drumming was a little off. I didn't notice as much as my brother did. The one thing I did notice was the guitars were mixed really low. Hmm. You'd hear these cues for these songs, and it would take you like a, a bar to understand that they were doing Light Rail Coyote or something. Uh, and then the sound mysteriously went off, and they were like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's right. Huey Lewis actually turned him off. He's like, you're too loud. <laughs> Carrie told a story that amounted to they went out to dinner and everyone drank kombucha but her, and then the kombucha was bad. And heavily implied that they all had the shits, but... Ooh. They had the kombucha. The kombucha, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a good one. I think she said something to the effect of, yeah, the mother kombucha had a lot of little baby kombuchas. Ugh. And she basically told us that Vegas sucks, which I can agree. I've never been. She has this whole story about like not looking forward to going to Vegas, because her father retired there. Uh, He's like, look, 
Vegas is just the worst, right? And then she asked, she's like, I'm sorry, is, is anyone here from Vegas? And she lets it go for a second, like the crowd, which is silent. She goes, exactly, because it sucks. <laughs> so it was good. I was glad to see him. The second two we'll talk about shortly, but you saw someone. I saw a show last night at the Unitarian mm-hmm. Church. It was uh, this band, Truth Cult, which you'd, I'd, I'll have to, um, you'll have to listen on mm-hmm. Bandcamp. Rock and roll punk band from Baltimore, really good. Yeah. We saw Blit them play. We got there, there was like two or three songs mm-hmm. left. Uh, Praise, which I've yeah. reviewed before, and Gouge Away, which they actually sang a new song. Oh, really? Which is really good, yeah. and they did Wave of Mutilation. Oh, nice. Then we watched a little Lifetime, and it was just so packed, and a fight almost broke out, oh. and imagine a fight when people can't move. I was yeah, that's like, pretty bad. And you're... Um, my ankle was better, and I don't want to screw it up yeah. anymore. Um, but it was really good. Mm-hmm. Gaudry was fucking awesome. Yeah. Actually, um, the one guy from Lifetime and Kid Dynamite and um, Open City, mm-hmm. Dan Yemen, he came out and sang um, Hey Mercy. Oh. Not Hey Mercy. Hey Mer- no, Subtle Thrill. For some reason, the mic must have been off because you could not hear a fucking oh, really? thing he oh, said. Wow. And then he hands off to, to Christina and she finishes the song. But it was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And Lifetime was good. I, I wish we could have stayed a little longer, but it just was a long day. And, you know, it's like Mark's mom yeah. was working in the morning. But what I saw, they were really good. It was a good time. You know who I saw? Who? Beautiful Chris. Oh, I forgot about and, him. And Helen. Yeah. So we were talking to them. We, we ran into a few people mm-hmm. we, we, we knew. It was mm-hmm. a really good time. The older crowd. But Galdry was just fucking yeah, bad. I I'm sure. love them. Did she have like a little term for her fans? Like my little gougies. No. You know she talks like very little. Yeah, I know she's <laughs> like, hello, 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 hello. She's like, hi, Galdry. Yeah. How's up? They actually like started using like the, some like more sampling, like this little keyboard thing in between some stuff. Yeah, the new song sounded really good and they played for about a little over a half hour. They said they're always awesome to see and. If I didn't, like, screw up my foot, I probably would have been, like, front and center. So anyway, yeah, to get back, um, Lou knows this, but I was wearing new shoes, breaking them in, and um, I was running, and three miles in, I rolled my ankle and had to roll a run back. I had a, a bunch of trouble last week, but almost at 100%, probably about 85, mm-hmm. so... So yeah, but it was a good time, but this fight broke out, didn't break out, there was some pushing and shoving... Yeah. And, like, you couldn't move. It was very hard to move around. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, if a fu- real, like if people start throwing, like, people, is this going to be really bad? Yeah. We end up leaving a little sooner than we mm-hmm. wanted, but. You know what's really bad? What? When you said, first when you said, then we watched, we watched Lifetime, I thought you had oh, gone the- home and watched, like, Lifetime. No, the like, band wow, Lifetime. Yeah, Lifetime was, out. yeah, the ba- a band before, um, they're from New Jersey, mm-hmm. and they were out of. Became Kid Dynamite and went on. Yeah. They did a bunch of different offshoot yeah. bands, but uh, yeah, it was good. They they're a big ni- mid '90s band. So. And, yes. then, and then of course last sat- <laughs> there's another concert in there, but we'll get to that in due time. Yes. But last Saturday we saw Elton, Elton John, the EJ, EJ, Sir Elton. Hey, I had a really good time. I thought it was yeah. fun. Traffic was insane. We parked. They Pretty like showed us to like Valley Park, not Valley Parking. But it was reserve parking. parking. I think they ran out and they were just trying to get as many people yeah, so, in there. So we got in basically right before he was went on. So he goes on a date. He plays for about three hours. Yeah. And it was uh, amazing. Yeah, it was really good. There was a bit of a lull halfway in between where it is what it is when you play for three hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the a big Elton John fan. I always yeah. wanted to see him. There's songs I really, really like. Other songs I don't care so much about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a bit of a lull where I'm like, eh. 
Yeah, there's like a stretch of songs where you're like, I don't About 20 minutes song. that you're like, yeah, I guess I'll pee. Get another beer. It's funny. I think when Daniel came on, a lot of people got up to I get did, beer. I did, because I'm like, I don't Jamie like... did. So let's see. Opened really good with Benny and the Jets. Yes. What was the song that we were both wanted to watch the video more? Oh, so, so he has this really crazy stage set up. And there's a screen, and he shows movies for a lot, like little for some things. Tiny Dancer comes yeah. on. And it seems to be, this movie, it seems to be a movie about people living in L.A. or something. Living in L.A. and just, like, doing what you want to do without being held back. And, and it's, it, like, it, a whole bunch well, of people. Like, there's a, a late teen or early 20s woman on a bus with a skateboard who eventually goes and bashes in a windshield. Yeah. There's, like, a... Some kids oh, smoking weed. Yeah, there's four kids, the time like, boxing, And there's, like, an older woman who I think is vaping up. And it's all these little like stories that are weird, but they're fascinating. It was almost like that movie, was it $20? You follow around the the $20 or Slacker, one of those, and yeah. like they all kind of, the whole the, all the storylines intermingle. Yeah. Because I know when the one girl's like passing, it was the two drunks that were like just drinking yeah. in the car doing their sobriety tests in the background. Now, the one thing is like I was waiting. So it does, it sort of ends like with this like sobriety test and like the different people doing stuff. I thought at one point it was going to end in a horrible traffic accident. And that's how all the tiny dancers would have met, I guess. Um, it reminded me of the end almost of Days and Confused. Yeah, a little bit, a little yeah. Bit. I'm trying to think of a few other highlights. Um, Another Richard Linklater. Rocket Man yeah. was great. We are both like, is that about drugs? Yeah. Someone's farted. popping off. No, that's an outside. Um, that would be the war popping off. Someone Saved My Life Tonight was great. Yeah, I was very excited. This one of my favorite songs that I didn't think it would be played. I thought it was, yeah, it was good. Um, I'm Still Standing. I'm Still Standing. Bitches oh. Back, I thought. The Bitches Back, it was like drag queens fighting each other. Yeah, it was just a little and too much. I thought it was fine, but. I didn't care that they were drag queens. I'm like, I just don't care. Make it more interesting. This is what mm -hmm. I expected it to yeah. be. Elton John was wearing like a toupe, mm -hmm. toupee. He yelled at he us was? about. Yeah, I know, shocker, right? I'm like, I saw the fucking movie. I know you're going bald. It was really good. Like, he did get up after every song for applause breaks. Yeah. Um, his guitar player is, in fact, Iggy Pop. His keyboardist <laughs> is... Bob Geldof. Well, his other keyboardist. Uh. The one who looks like one of... He's like a, a Dutch terrorist from a Die Hard movie. <laughs> yeah, Bob Geldof. It's funny. So he has, like, what, five people in his band? Yeah, they're all in, like, suit and tie. And they all look like... But they're like, like the Yakuza or I'll say they're, like, rock and rolled up versions of that. Like, I know Iggy Pop... Had like snakeskin boots and all that shit, yeah. and like they all wore glasses, sunglasses. Mm -hmm. Like Paul Schaefer was on the bongos. Yeah, and there was one guy <laughs> who was just wearing a fucking suit and tie, and I guess he must have been a session drummer or something. Yeah, because he did not belong. <laughs> Were there any songs that you would have loved to have heard? Not that I can think of off the top uh, of my head. About you, Pinball Wizard. <laughs> and I thought because they sort of do an overture. And, like, before this concert began, and they played some of Pinball Wizard. Oh, I didn't even realize they did that. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Was I, I got... getting beer at the time? You might have been just sitting back in your seat right before they go into Benny. <laughs> they were really um kind of seat Nazis. If you were, like, a little bit out on yeah. the aisle, they because you kind of got talked to once. Or like, so, You've been... You're like, oh. Yeah, we have very good seats, by the way. Yes, they were um, fantastic Actually, seats. I lucked out. I mean, I knew I was getting good seats. I lucked out, and I had an end seat. And someone got up to get out into the aisle... To let people in or out. The usher would come over and tell you you can't stand in the aisle. And it happened to me. And it happened to something like five other people. Yeah. I think if you're going to be that way, then hold back <coughs> the people from taking their seat mm -hmm. until the song's over. Yeah. You know? Because there are some people that were just... 
uh, they were videotaping in their seats and they're like, yeah. oh, I don't want to get in the way of their recording. So they were just kind of like waiting to go and they'd be like, you gotta go, sir. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then, yeah, it wasn't like bad, bad, but yeah, it could have been worse. It could have yes. been like pretender cell phone yeah. level of bad. It's a little sad when he's like, you know, uh, 2021, that's it. I'm done. I've gone around the world at that point and I'm done. And of course you never really have to be done till you die. Yeah. So he could come back and I would definitely see if he came back, but he's been touring for 50 years. Yeah. I think he's probably done until those kids grow up and it'd be a grandpa, be grandpa out and like, I like the one, there's one lady that had to be like what, 70 that was like filming and just like mouthing, like singing along that was with like true joy on her face. It was amazing to see. It was awesome. It It was was super cool just to see someone like that, like an older, an older lady. There's another woman like slightly, she was younger and she just kept dancing to every song. Oh, which yeah. Which is a little weird. The I mean, to the right of you. Yeah, okay. yeah. Before we continue with the show, I do have a couple pieces of little, we'll say music news. Okay, music One. news. Woo woo, woo woo, woo woo! So, woo woo, woo woo! <laughs> you're blowing out our levels. Woo woo, woo woo, What's woo. that supposed to be? That's music news. All right, so this one was interesting. Meow. It's both good and bad. Music um, muse. Music muse. Meow, meow, meow. From the Itty Bitty Kitty Committee. Okay. Peter Gabriel is putting all his solo work on Bandcamp. Ooh. Which is sort of probably the biggest artist to do that. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, it is Peter Gabriel, and I hate Peter Gabriel. Um, I don't hate Peter Gabriel. Sledgehammer. Yeah, it's him, right? Yes. I'm not jealous. They're playing rock stars I'd be jealous of, and it's not Peter Steam. Gabriel. Steam? Didn't he do Steam, too? My brother was really yeah. into Peter Gabriel. I'm not Gabriel. into that weird... You were more Phil Collins. I know. I don't like any of that. Mike and the Mechanics. I was never into Mike and I'm not either. I don't like any of that music. It's noise to me. But anyway, that was like very interesting that he's throwing his stuff on Bandcamp. Any other music? The other one that's probably, I'll say, interesting to me and the other lesbians in the audience. um, Kill Rock Stars is putting out a cassette soundtrack of the video game Gone Home. Ooh. Now, why should you care? Why should our friends out there care? Um, I have no idea. So, Gone Home is this game. It takes place in the 90s, and it's basically... It's one of the first of what they call the walking simulators. Okay. And I'm going to spoil the game for you real quick. So, you're basically an older sister coming home to find your house deserted. And you're, you're going around, and you're finding, like, sort of notes, and you find out, like, your mother's having an affair, and your dad's an alcoholic. And a lot of what concerns you is your little sister. So, the first note you find is basically... Don't go in the attic. And as you go, you learn about your sister, and you basically discover she's she's a lesbian, and she's kind of I'm laughing, but it's like, but basically you're leading up, and eventually you're going to the attic. And by the time you get to the attic, I am convinced you're going to find her dangling from a noose. That's the game. Yeah. Like legitimately, I was like, oh my god, I'm going to go, and I'm going to find a dead girl. Is she girl. in a closet in the attic? No, no, it's not a. Uh, by uh, Julie Taymor. Um, and basically, she ran away with her best friend. Okay. The soundtrack, so they were in... So, so what the, was so ex- in the attic? What? It's her room, but she's like, don't go in the attic. And she leaves a note basically saying, I ran away from home. Uh. But like, I'm telling you, like all the subtext includes... No, I would have thought the same thing. And it's like, yeah, I'm telling like, I've never been more convinced and more relieved to be wrong. Part of the thing is like, the, the girl and her girlfriend, the other sister and the girlfriend first meet because they're both into the rock girl movement they actually do a zine and they have a mock-up zine okay and to make a long story slightly shorter the two bands featured prominently on that soundtrack are heavens to betsy oh, cool. which is corn tucker's band and bratmobile i think they have put out something a long time ago and the fact that they're reissuing it makes me very excited because i'm hoping there's an mp3 form 
I have some music news. Yeah. Meow, 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 meow. Yeah. Josh Homie, Homie, yeah. and um, Brody, Brody Dow yeah. separating. Oh yeah. no, that's sad. Yeah. Did you say why? They didn't say. I saw. I re, I reposted it on um, Facebook. But, yeah. Yeah. I guess after twelve years or so. They yeah. Aren't. Mm, four kids. Yeah. So mm. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but I, I saw that. I, I see a, I see a divorce in Shirley Manson's future. Maybe. Uh, Billy Bush, watch out. Yeah, that's too bad. He looks like a crazy Manson father. <laughs> Not a Shirley Manson. He looks like he'd be like a laddered. Actually, he looks like a, a Alex Crowley, like a, a Satanist. I guess. He's a really he looks long looks like a Billy Childish beard. Mountain Man type yeah. guy. We've actually gone 20 minutes without doing music. So. Well, we did. We well, we did. But reviewing. Usually, so let's get to the, the meat of it. Can we go first? Yeah. So speaking of '90s, uh, your what was it? Gone Home soundtrack. Yeah. '90s like pop punk. Dump him. Yes. Dykes to watch out Love for. Love it. Came out on August 30th, 2019. They're out of uh, Northampton, Northampton, however you say in that Boston yeah. a- accent, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and they're from Get Better Records, which is out of Philadelphia. Yeah. Wicked good. So they have like this eight, this eighties, this nineties East Coast like pop punk, punk <coughs> thing going on. I guess there's trans members, and then I, I guess Jackie is a lesbian. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I didn't um, really research it that much, but it said she, and then they said like they them mm-hmm. for other band members. Yeah. But anyway, one of the main vocalists, Jackie, she almost sounds like um, I don't. You wouldn't. Patrick and Matthew would know. Discount. Ooh. It really reminded me of the lead singer of Discount who yeah. sings for The Kills. Oh. It just reminded me of like her delivery there. I know The Kills. Yes. Actually. I reviewed them at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it kind of reminds me of that. A little bit of Lifetime, a little bit of Bounce- Bouncing Souls. Um, so as I said, Jackie is a vocalist. And then there's Maddie. And uh, Maddie is a vocalist as well. So I really enjoyed this album. Uh, Puritan, first song on the record. Very catchy. I'm guessing it's about the perceptions of um, lesbian alternative lifestyle mm-hmm. around town. Dykes to watch out for. Fucking awesome. Yeah. All about the LB- LGBTQ. Uh, I'm totally murdered that movement. Uh, yes. Yes, I forgot the T. I had it at the end of this one. And what I could read into this song is just how um, some folks in that community are isolating themselves and more, like not including as much people. Like that's oh, really? like try reading to see yeah. what you think. That they kind of like hurt themselves more than they realize with certain things. Yeah, like like that destructive behavior. Yes, trash. Good song about falling in love with a rich asshole. Has this like '90s um, like alt, alt sound to it. Trash is my favorite song on the album, by the way. Trash is really. I good. love the guitar thing at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. really cool. What your, what's your real Kim? <laughs> what's your deal, Kim? I thought. <laughs> yes. What's yeah. your deal, Kim? I didn't yeah. write this drunk. I just can't read my own handwriting. Oh, my, remind me of a Bouncing Souls <coughs> song a little bit. Ache. It's lyrically impressive. Like their their lyrics are impressive anyway. Yeah. Their vocabulary they use. And I guess it's like some type of sickness, which I guess like gay or trans or yeah. something like that. The sickness, as I put in air mm-hmm. quotes or whatever. Good song. Dreams Live or Live, 1997. Catchy, fast, uh, about a mental, emotional state mm-hmm. of being. Judy Berry, Almost Died for Our Sins. Pretty much just how we... Sh- it's an environmental song, how we shit on the earth. Yeah. And Don't Kiss Me, I'm in Training, which is a pretty cool song. Yeah, it's like a little it. slower. Um, I believe Maddie is singing more mm-hmm. on it. And You Don't Want to Die Alone and how it's hard to be 
like you. Like it's yeah. just hard to be me. Which um, I always think of of the Fiona Apple song when she's talking about. I forget. Being sad. That's like every Fiona Apple song. But anyway. This is not love. I can't. I'll I'll get back to it. So yeah, lyrically, I thought that their um, lyrics like. They just had an incredible vocabulary. Yeah, they were very clever. It and it worked. Good. It wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't um, snooty yeah, about pretentious. it. Pretentious. Yeah. wasn't like that at all. And obviously like gay and trans showed up on a lot of uh, ideas or a lot of lyrics in the songs. I just thought it was really, really good. It was like poppier punk done well. And it was uh, really good. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Yeah, I really liked Puritan. I put it's it really on. It's really good, yeah. It's, I mean, everything, I was like, it kind of surprised me. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I dug it. Um, well, see, it's like that pop punk sound. You don't hear that much, and it's just done very well. Yeah, and it's yeah. just dra- it draws you in. It was driving me crazy what they sounded like. And then I was like, oh, early mannequin pussy. Oh, yeah. By and large. Yeah, I could see that, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I dug it. I dug it. Very briefly, Gurr, she says. Yeah. They had, So, Gurr put out an EP in April. And unfortunately, it's one of those things where only three of the songs were accessible on Bandcamp, mm-hmm. which would be fine, except you do not have the option to purchase. Yeah, I don't think they were available on YouTube either. Or YouTube. So I don't know what the deal is with that is if they're trying to wet our palate for Angel Olsen's the same way. Yeah. You can only but, listen to three songs on the Bandcamp. But a lot of people do that, but the fact that you can't purchase it yeah. is the other weird thing. So I really did like it. Uh, she says there's like a lot of weird... Almost disinterested guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the guitar on that Zoo Spat or whatever. Yeah, it is. So I really like that. The three songs are, um, she says, Zoo Spat and is it like Fake News or something fake like news. that? Fake News, yes, correct. And they're all really good. Like none of them sound, they sound like different than the previous stuff, which is sort of more garagey mm-hmm. um, overall. It sounded a little more produced, but it was it was good. It did have a yeah. little bit of a different sound. I couldn't put my finger on it. but I don't have a lot to say because, again, I couldn't really listen to it, so... And uh, I told you they have a Blur cover that they had on their Facebook that oh, you could listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was out November 1st. Oh, all right. Um, I forget what Blur song. It was a song I did not know of, yeah. but it was it was good. Oh, all right. So there you go. Very quickly. <laughs> do you want to go again? You want me to... Well, what do you got? One more after this? And then our... I kind of have two. We're doing a group one. Um, I could do going of the... Uh, the gay trend we're doing. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Claro, Immunity is the name of the album. Uh, Claro is Claire Cottrell, and she's mm-hmm. out of Carlisle, Massachusetts. I believe she's only 21 years old. Yeah, she looked young. Um, she's very young, yeah. And this came out uh, August of this year on Fader Records. She really got big from pretty much just doing recording out of her bedroom, her dorm bedroom, and yeah. putting it on uh, YouTube or mm-hmm. whatever. So she's more or less lo-fi pop bedroom pop oh that lo- lo-fi um dorm room video was called uh pretty girl yeah so one person she gets compared to a lot is Fra- uh, frankie cosmos which I, I have one of frankie cosmos's <coughs> album and i i can see it she also produces co-produced this album with rostin batman i don't know how to produce his la- or pronounce his last name but he used to be in vampire weekend I was uh-huh. like, oh interesting mm-hmm. just thought it was a little interesting tidbit so I don't know if you listened to this. I did. I wasn't sure if I was listening to the right thing at first. I really liked it. It's um, different. I heard it on XMU. I heard Sophia. And I was like, mm-hmm. this song's fucking rad. I really yeah. got into it. So I'm like, I'm going to listen to the whole album. Alawife? I don't know how to pronounce A-L-E-wife. Allwife? I don't know. Allwife. And it's more or less, um, 
talking about killing herself, like committing suicide yeah. and like talking to a friend she hasn't talked to in a mm-hmm. while and the friend came over and more or less stopped her and saved her. Yeah. I was like, ooh, this is... um. Yeah, you're saucy. Yeah, this is uh, starting off really good. And it's a beautiful... So all these songs are beautiful. Yeah, they're very beautiful, like piano, very, like, very Yeah, and they're melodic. like her... Yeah, her, the melodic, her voice is the star, it's instrument. Mm-hmm. This song, it's like echoing vokes. It's just like, uh, it's very chill. Yeah. Impossible, one of my favorite songs on there. Very like R&B musical feel. Kind of like sexy, soft, and catchy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you listen to that song. It's more or less reconnecting with an old flame uh, or old friend. It almost reminds me of a Sia song a little yeah. bit. It's really good. Closer. Closer has like her voice is a little auto-tuned. It's very chill. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Yeah. I don't like I just auto-tuning this. Yeah, I'm not big into it. Well, that wasn't auto-tune. bad with her. No. North is a little more upbeat, more mm-hmm. dream pop. Bags, super fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, really, Bags was good. Indie, uh, kind of like if you would um, describe it as like, file this under lo-fi singer-songwriter. A really catchy, cool song. Almost, the guitar has like this lo-fi, violent femmes feel yeah. to it. And it's pretty much uh, about not opening your feelings up to somebody. Also, Danielle, I guess from Haim, because it's Danielle mm-hmm. Haim is yeah. the, the drummer, the guest drummer. Oh, right. There. Uh, softly, it's about wanting someone and being afraid of wanting them. Sophia, fucking awesome song. This made me want to listen to this more. Uh, about being in love with a girl. Oh my yeah. god! Oh. Um, ca- it's very catchy. It's got a cool little drum machine in it. But it, there's just something about it that's very chill and just like kind of sucks you in. Yeah. Um, sinking, low, lo-fi, bluesy beats. Almost reminds me of an Amy, Amy Winehouse song. I wouldn't ask you. Another auto tune. They have like a kids choir going on. A yeah. kid, it's kind of um, it's seven minutes long, and it picks up about halfway through. It gets more upbeat, but altogether, it was really good songs. Like really good change of pace mm-hmm. for me. It's very chill, but it's a really good album. Yeah. It's very emotional. Um, someone who almost it's the, a lot of the one. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm like scatterbrained yeah. today. <clears throat> the one <laughs> ongoing theme. Is pretty much like loving somebody or wanting somebody and being afraid to tell them or yeah. or just like not going after mm-hmm. it. And then if you do, it you feel so wrong mm-hmm. and they want to get out. And it's like almost to the point it's obsessive at times. Yeah. If you read the lyrics. Well, that's why you like it. Probably. But it's really good. I, I enjoyed it. If, if you're going to definitely check out Sophia or Bags mm-hmm. or my two favorite songs on there. But it's really good. It's really chill. And I guess she came out on a tweet <laughs> earlier this year that she was bisexual. Oh. So... Of course, every time you would like read the lyrics, you're like, that's about a girl. But I know mm-hmm. Sophia is like supposed yeah. to be about a girl. But anyway, it's really good. I thought it was fantastic. I really liked it. She reminds me a bit of the early, like the pre-apocalyptic Cherry Glazer. Oh, okay. So yeah. the first one was more folky. And it's funny because I believe Clem Creevy got started similar in just putting videos or recording herself on like YouTube. Oh, okay. I think... But yeah, not a lot, but yeah, it, there was some reminiscent there. But yeah, I really liked it yeah, a lot. Yeah, it was just different. I, I, was, I figured you'd be like, oh, this like, is... Once I, once I realized I was probably listening to the right thing. <laughs> good stuff. So, speaking of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Speaking of nice, happy, uplifting, smiley albums full of smiles. Nick Cave, Ghost Team. Mm-hmm. For the purposes of <laughs> end of year coffee. discussions... Yes. This is screened out of competition. Okay. I will not consider this for album of the year, even though it's really album of the year. This was weird because so they started streaming Ghost Teen about a month ago. Well, I went to um, his web page or like yeah. his website and yeah, I saw that this was out, but then it wasn't out. For out the longest until, time. Yeah. And I pre-ordered the LP. 
Double album, by the way. This is their 17th album. Their second double album. The only other double album they did was, um, I think, Your, Your Funeral, My Trial, slash The Liar of Orpheus. It's a bit of a concept album. Mm -hmm. Essentially about, in his words, a migrating spirit. It's about a ghost. Okay. Ghostine actually means a little ghost. In, well, Irish slash English. The een denotes a little. Mm, like not like a teen to the ghost. Or Jack Black song. Or Jack White Little song. ghost. Isn't there little yeah, ghost? Yeah, there's, this ghost. is actually a concept album about this song. Oh my god. Ghost. I got this album. Before I actually review the album. It came like, it came night. So I got it like a couple days before it actually released. Like a month later. Listen to it. Craig just sat there for a second, put it on immediately, had to do stuff. I think actually I had class that night. The next morning at work, thought about this album all day, came home, listened to it three times, and I've never had an album get in my head like huh. this one. I've had plenty of albums that like I've listened to multiple times because I love them. Like, yeah. Um, Probably version 2.0 is one of them. Okay. Um, the Woods, the first summer, The Woods, I listened to that on Endless Repeat. But this is the first one that's had an actual effect on me. Hmm. Like this. And this album is not a happy album. It's not? I know, shocker, right? It's an album largely about grief, mourning, and acceptance. Mm -hmm. It's an album about faith and existentialism. And it's essentially about a... The ghost of a child in the world eventually ascending to the afterlife. Okay. Or rather, disc one is. Disc two, disc two, which actually is the more interesting disc, is sort of about the parents dealing with that. That said, overall, the album had, like, they use a lot of analog synth and vibraphone in this album. It gives it almost an ambient prog rock aesthetic. I would hesitate to use the term, but it's most applicable. 70s sci-fi soundtrack because it sounds so spacey and it's very barren for it's a very heavy album which is kind of ridiculous because there's almost no drumming on it yeah and yeah it is very good at evoking a mood and basically the mood for side one would be sort of this melancholy grief but with tinge with optimism the theme of the second album is more I won't say pessimistic, but it's there's there's more of a sad mournfulness to it. Okay. So, and if you have any opinions, feel free to say them as I do. Okay. Well, uh, you have a smirk on your face. I don't know. Just so, it opens with the spinning song, mm -hmm. which is sort of a story about Elvis, until it kind of stops, and it sort of gives the impression of we'll say Nick Cave in this point that the narrator. I thought he was talking about himself. I did it first too, and I think ultimately he could be talking about both. It's it gives the impression of telling a fairy tale to someone, to either comfort them or to you know telling a fairy tale to a child, and then it kind of he breaks, and sort of with a voice choked with emotion he strains and then pleads and I love you and I love you and I love you and that's a very common theme of the song. A lot of these songs sort of break with this desire of of sadness. Once it kind song, of, like I said, there's a lot of things. Song, Faith, existentialism, um, song the song Bright Horses is sort of the juxtaposition between faith and rationalism because he talks about 
these beautiful bright horses with fiery manes. And then the second verse goes, eh, but they're really just horses and there's no God and basically there's no afterlife. And it's like he's trying to convince himself. Waiting for You sort of explores the ethereal idea of faith and him in the end choosing to believe something. Ghosting, mm-hmm. as we move on to the second side, is sort of about this spirit finally ascending to the afterlife. And it ends kind of with another fairy tale. Um, this one, The Three Little Bears. Okay. And um, the three bears watch the TV. <coughs> they age a lifetime, oh lord. Mama Bear holds the remote. Papa Bear, he just floats. And Baby Ray has gone to the moon in a boat. On a boat. So it's sort of the parents having to outlive their dead child for a very long time. It's largely <coughs> what the second side is about. My three favorite songs are on the second side. I love, like, the, the first side I love. The second side I love. Probably because it's a much more bleak. Fireflies is a spoken word soundtrack. And that's where he's sort of, it's a lot more existential. And he does Isn't comment. kind of the whole album a spoken word soundtrack? Well, always, yeah. But this is more where he's just, he's just actually speaking. We'll get yeah. back to my opinion. In yeah, that. I can tell. It doesn't look like it's good. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, no, not at all. Like, he, he, that's where he keeps reading, where photons release from a dying star. Um, there are a lot of grief-stricken violins, and that's sort of, again, struggling with this idea of, is his son just dirt? Is his son a spirit? Does his son live on? Hollywood. It's a 14-minute song in two parts. Um, the first, It's probably the most personal song in the album, or at least the first part. It has this driving bass that doesn't always keep up with the time string. It's just like, dun, 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 dun. Um, around the five minute mark you hear a, a marching snare drum as he sort of again drives forward through the song it's one of the few instances where you hear percussion and that's where he muses that he's just waiting now for his time to come meaning sort of like I'm just waiting to die yeah. he mentions fleeing to Malibu a lot hmm. and this album was recorded largely in Malibu and I don't know if it's guilt about going to L- Malibu to record this album and leaving his wife back in London or Brighton. Incidentally, after <coughs> after like their son's death, they moved to LA. They're like, you can't live here anymore. Nine minutes in, this really droney note intrudes. Is that and it like it does not, it's like sort of completely agnostic to the bass line and beat. And eventually the whole song like kind of breaks down. It comes back and um it's Nick Cave in a falsetto telling the story of Kisa Gotami, a Buddhist parable about a woman whose child <laughs> dies. And the Buddha tells her, I can help you, but you must bring me a mustard seed from a family that has never had someone die in it. And of course, she cannot find anyone who yeah. has ever had anyone die. So she realizes sort of that death is, you know, everyone is touched by death and it's just something part of life. Opinions? So, no, I, I didn't think this, this was, was like terrible anything. or anything. It's, <laughs> no. it's, right, I'm just not a Nick Cave fan yeah, is what it comes fine, down yeah. to. So I listened to most of the first side. And to me, mm-hmm. it's him singing his poetry yeah. with background noises and music, yeah. which is fine, mm-hmm. which is almost kind of music itself. But it just, The look on Jamie's face, everyone is like, oh, that's nice, poor child, that you like this baby music. <laughs> If you are not a Nick Cave fan, yeah. and you, if you're like, hey, put this on, most people would be like, 
What? What? But that's most. That's what Nick Cave does, though. He does exactly. Nick Cave is very niche in that way. I, I also thought it was like very heavy. Like yeah. I didn't really want to listen to like hearing about some kid dying. You yeah. know. It, but to me, it's just kind of spoken word or sang word to just some like ambient music in the background, and then sometimes turning it up or turning it down. <laughs> that's just. That, I'm, I'm, All right, whatever. That you're entitled <laughs> to your opinion. But that's just how I said. I'm, no, it's fine. I get it. And it's like, we're not in a cave fan. You're like, like that's I, the way I view it. Like, I also got turned off to like, four, I, you know, like 14 minute songs. I'm usually yeah. not really into. Mm-hmm. But like, I listened to the, the first song and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's okay. Now he's singing. Oh, yeah. I love you. Okay. But that's what he does. I know. And I was just like, all right. And it, it, it it was very beautiful for what he was saying. I'm not mm-hmm. like talking yeah. shit on it. It was like very uh, wellly, wellly craft. Uh, mm-hmm. well, like, uh, it's just not my thing. Uh, right, well. And I know Nick Cave, you're a big Nick Cave guy, but I was no, just fine. like... No, fine. I get it. I was just like, I don't get it. Well, it's like it's different. Like um, Yeah, as I said, different structure, different food. Because my, uh, my friend uh, Vera yeah. fucking loves this album. She's like, yeah. best album ever. Like, really loves it. Yeah. I'm like, I wish I could get it or something. And I like, just don't. And if you do, you do, and you don't, you don't. But it's like... A, like if you do, it's like emotionally devastating. Yeah, that's um, the other thing. I'm like, I don't know if I want to know this album that much. And like, like, even the last album, Skeleton Tree, apparently, like he did change some of the lyrics, but that one was at least written before his son died. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically enough, ends on a more optimistic note with this, this song, Skeleton Tree. Um, apparently, this is, is considered part of an album trilogy. Push the Sky Away, which is a really good album, which you'd probably not like. <laughs> But it's less about children dying because he wrote it before his son died. And Skeleton Tree, of course, which is like his freeform, his Kanye album. And then, um, yeah, this one. So Like, I wouldn't hear Red Right Hand. Well, that's why, yeah, of course you go. I was going to make a joke about you need to listen to, go to listen to, like, Lev, Let Love It, which is the one Red Right Hand on. Yeah, more. that's where I'd probably be so, more comfortable. Actually, I don't know. So the album, it feels like if there's one Nick Ant Cave album you would probably like, meaning people who don't like Nick Cave, it would be Dig, Lazarus, Dig. Yeah, and I couldn't really get into that either. Dig, Lazarus, Dig? Do you yeah, ever... I... Dig yourself. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's you don't okay. like fun. Yeah, I guess. I'll... So you don't like fun or enjoyment. It's okay. Fun is bad. <laughs> no, this one. No. Murder Ballads? No, you wouldn't like that's the one. I like. I told you, I like Red Right Hand. I couldn't get into... There's a couple songs I liked on mm-hmm. Dig, Lazarus, Dig, but yeah. it just all together, I was like, eh. Yeah, well, all right. Me. Just not my... Not okay, me. it's all right. I get you. Might currently be the most influential living performer. <laughs> no, yeah. it's okay. I get you. Yeah, as I said, it's not bad. It's yeah. just, I just, I'm a little lost. Yeah. No, I get you. You want to take a shit in my album before you go? No, I get you. I see ya. that someone gets like a great offense. No, I'm not offended. It's okay. It's not like I was like, did you ever hear a cat's fucking? I'd rather hear that. I never said it's that. It's funny though, because that was the look on Jamie's face was I'm giving her. No, no. <laughs> not at all. Anyway, go ahead. One last one. Well, we've I have one little one, EP, yeah. and mm-hmm. then um, so Pablo Matisse, Matisse, um, mm-hmm. which is the one singer from Division of Laura Lee's offshoot band. Mm-hmm. Well, they had an EP that came out uh, Friday, Thursday or Friday, yeah. uh, October, uh, November fifth, called Human Warmth, off of I don't even know what. Well, they're out of Sweden. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I had um, a record label. Anyway. The guitar music, this is how I, I would uh, um, describe this. The music 
especially the guitar is like off with this East Coast '90s punk with Divisional Laura yeah, which, mixed in, which is pretty it, much right on in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah. is there anybody out there a song like "We're the Freaks" mm-hmm. has those off the guitars, yeah. the band off Keith Morris, um, mm-hmm. Circle Jerks. Really fucking rad. Star Tracks is the name of the uh, record label. Oh. I Will Follow You Into the Dark mm-hmm. is a Death Cab for Cutie oh. cover. Oh, really? I don't yeah, know. so Mark's playing it for me. Mark's a huge uh, Divisional Laura Lee fan. And he, I'm like, this sounds really fucking familiar. Um, it's fucking fantastic yeah. cover. It reminds me like if Divisional Laura Lee like, covered I'm Coming Back to You Cox Bar song that has this like kind of weird street punk. But I'm like, I know this song. And I'm like, Buna. and I'm like singing them up. Mm-hmm. Mark's like, well, how do you know that? He's like, I'm like, is this a cover? And he's like, no, I think so. So yeah. he, he Googles it and he's like, dude, this is Death Cab from Cutie. How the fuck? I'm like, how, mm-hmm. how do you fucking know this? I'm like, I might have two Death Cab for Cutie songs on my iPod. Yeah. This probably is one mm-hmm. of them. I'm like, the song, if you heard it, you'd be like, I know what song that is. Think and Feel reminds me of punk off with uh, Division of Laura Lee. It's fucking rad. It's super good. Super fun. I can't stop listening mm-hmm. to it. It's like seven minutes long or whatever. Yeah. But apparently Divisional Laura Lee is in the studio, so I wonder if he wanted to get like a punk album out of the yeah, way just saw or something. Before, yeah. But I thought it was fantastic for, for an EP. It was really, really well, really good done. I really liked it a lot. Like I was... Were you like, Divisional Laura Lee? I'm excited. Yeah, and, and then at first it was like, I don't know, I think I was expecting it, at least initially, to sound exactly like Divisional Laura Lee. Yeah. Then you're but like, then no, I really dug it. Yeah, I'm glad. It's, nice little, it's an aperitif. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then we could shall end on our collaborative review. Yes, yeah, so finally. Of the AO. AO. Angel, Angel Olsen. Olsen. All Mirrors. Off of Sergeant Records. Or no, is Jaguar it Sergeant? Jaguar Yeah, Jaguar War. And it is her fourth studio album, I believe. Yeah. Fourth or fifth. And also, I saw her in concert, but we'll talk about that at the end. Yes. So Lark. Fucking yes. rad. Great, yes. great song. So, rad, sad. Indie kind of country-esque. A great build-up. The strings are super awesome. I'm sure yeah. you have. I know it's one of your favorite songs. Yeah, album. Lark is. It's. It was my favorite song. It's not my second favorite song. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's maybe my third favorite song. Me. Me. Mm. Know what it's better than? Ghost Teen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what you're thinking in your head, like fucking bitch. No. All Mirrors. You know who is a huge All Mirrors fan? I do because you told me. Who? Victor. Yes. He plays it all the time. Yeah. It's a good I think song. it's funny because Lark bleeds into all mirrors so seamlessly i think at first i thought it was one really long song like the first i can see that ago. well mark's uh did you see the video no it's heard yelling a lot no <laughs> but yeah i think lark's like what six seven minutes so it kind of like bleeds in and there's yeah. no real um intro or like mm-hmm. outro um, yeah so i could see that new love cassette mm-hmm. it's probably my favorite song of the album it I think. is my favorite song it's very sexy i dig the beat it's just yeah. really it's just cool yeah it's kind of swanky yeah dude it has the, when the violas are like the It reminds me of a cross between a Latter Days Beatles album and a Buzz Lerman soundtrack. It's very soundtracky. Yes. Um, somehow when that, the, the viola in New Love Cassette mm-hmm. is what reminds me of like either a Leonard, like Or a Beatles. I can see. One of those 60s, 70s pop bands yeah, that decided to put in their that. art album. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's my, now my favorite song. Yeah, I, the, the. Her use of instruments and the, the instruments she used, like the, I thought the strings a lot were really, yeah. really well done. Mm-hmm. Springs, spring it almost has like this kid's keyboard to it. Yeah. What it is, I really like it. Yeah. It's probably my second favorite mm-hmm. song. Cool, almost has like electro country feel with strings. Yeah. Summer, really good song. Summer, I it, it, 
I really like when it starts up. I always think it sounds like Comeback Kid. Yes. Sharon Van Hutten. Sharon Van Hutten. You know what else it reminds me of? This is going old school. It reminds me of when Madonna reinvented herself mm-hmm. and that song Frozen. My Like, you'll have to listen to it. Yeah. Um, but that's what it's slightly, slightly reminds me of. But it also has like these western sounding guitars mm-hmm. in the background as well. I really like Summer. <laughs> in the <laughs> song. <laughs> um, Endgame yeah. kind of has this old timey. It's like very somber. Bluesy sound. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very, yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, I have tonight. Eh. Yeah, kind of. Eh, nothing. It's not bad um, or anything. So, Impasse is another song that I really yes, like. Yes, I, I, I know you really like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's in between. Um, it's what is it after New Love Cassette? I think so. I think it's on. Like or that after side Spring and right before what it is like. I end up kind of over yeah. not thinking about mm-hmm. it as much, but it is a really good song too. The whole album's fantastic. Yeah, I really really. So like it's really it. good. Like normally I'd be like. No, no, no. Aren't you a little too young in your music career to do a strings album? And but it it's is. so fucking good. I right. like it better. Um, I'm not going, talking about Phase's, um, oh, was it Woman? Her last album? Yeah. I kind of like it better than that. Mm-hmm. It just has a lot to it, like, instrumentally. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I like it. The I really like it. It was really, like I said, it does have a real soundtrack feel. And I guess what it's all about, like, not, a lot of it almost seems like getting over somebody. Almost. Yeah, it's like a post-breakup album. Yeah. Sort of, almost. I had the the you talk great, about the concert. Yeah, the luck to see uh, the AO in on concert. Halloween. Good timing on AO. Halloween at the Franklin Music Hall or whatever the fuck it is now. So I went there. There were a lot of lot of people in costumes, a lot of people dressed as angels, which I didn't understand at the time. But the next day, I was like, Oh, really? I get it. A great costume. What was it like? The Olsen family and Little House on the Prairie. Wasn't it like Nellie Olsen? You should have been like Yeah, Nellie. oh, that'd be horrible. Like, hey, everybody. No one would have got it. I could have been Elizabeth Olsen <laughs> and Marcy Marlene May Marlene and just oh. worn a pink dress and peed myself. <laughs> yeah. There was a woman there dressed as some sort of Jennifer Lawrence character. And I say some sort because she was explaining it to her friends. She said Jennifer Lawrence... And she did this for five minutes. Okay. And I was like, I think your costume just failed. Yeah. I indicated this person to my brother. He was like, I don't think she's wearing a costume. I was like, no, trust me. She just explained how she's wearing a costume. But the concert was amazing. With an album this sort of produced and string heavy, mm-hmm. you think there'd be like sort of a loss of a fidelity or reproduction. It was not. It was perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm very jealous that you got to see her. Yeah, it was great. She was amazing. She's kind of... She still seems to be like, she acts like she doesn't quite believe she's on stage and like she talks to the audience with each song. At one point someone said something and she started laughing and you couldn't hear her laughing but it took her like probably 30 seconds to get her stuff together enough. After they played um, Shut Up and Kiss Me, she did tell the story like I'm gonna, I guess I'll be singing that song for the rest of my life. Pretty much. And she's like, you know, I did a video for that and my niece uh, came up to me. She's like, saw your video. It sucks. <laughs> and so she's really funny. She's engaged. It's beautiful. The way it's lit, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of backlighting. It gives this really spooky, cool, surreal vibe. She was dressed as like a pussycat sort of. Mm. And yeah, it was, I could not describe how good it was. Um, it almost made almost dying on the way home because of the intense thunderstorms <laughs> worth it. I, as I told Lou, I was 
I didn't buy tickets. I knew it wasn't sold out, but I knew it was supposed to be really, really bad storms. Yeah. And I knew it would be coming back. And I'd be by myself for the most part. And I was like, yeah, I'd be rushing mm-hmm. to get home for, from trick-or-treating, not me, but yeah. from Victor, obviously. Do I really feel like jumping on my car, going, and maybe not even going the whole time, and then risk dying in a massive yeah. uh, thunderstorm? So well, we were probably on the, made the right choice. on the way home. Like, when it, it hadn't rained, we thought it had already rained. Like, I was like, oh, this passed when I got out. We were driving home. I looked down at my phone. I'm like, oh, this is weird. It's blinking. And it says, tornado warning, uh, take shelter immediately. I was like, oh. And then, yeah, that zero visibility rain yeah. you couldn't see. And it was and like... 70, and Schuylkill's is awful now. With yeah. Flooding. But it was worth it because she was so good. A.O. Angel Olsen, all yeah. mirrors. Yep. And it, rad. as we are basically wrapping at the 50-minute mark, I think we can end this one. Oh, my goodness. I know. Cutting it short. Front-loaded it. So, not really short. Maybe like... I thought you wanted to talk about something else. No, I don't think I did. Did you? Um, I don't remember. All right. Did you see The Mandalorian? No, I did see it. I saw the first one. I Pretty don't. good. Yeah. I, I dug it. Um, I guess that's it then. Yeah. I guess we'll um we'll be certain to do our year in review wrap up shortly. Yeah. Maybe well, an episode or two. We'll have an anniversary show next show. Yeah. Yep. Well, I assume next show. For all I know, this might end up getting put out the anniversary show. It could be, because I, pro- I don't think we'll probably record for another two weeks. Cause... Probably not until December, yeah. Yeah. So, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Ooh. Happy Anniversary! Yes! I know how to use microphones. It's phony. Hey, Mikey. Is he died off Pop Rocks? Did he? Mm-hmm. Was that before or after Vietnam? The life he liked to life. Yeah. <laughs> and Marilyn Manson. Mike, he likes it. What was that? Yeah, that's life cereal. Yeah, and then he died of eating Pop Rocks. Yeah, yeah. Truth story. And you know the Pop Rocks. Pot Rocks. For the pop or pot, I can't talk. The Pop Rocks. Yeah. Interacted when they had to pump his stomach for all Ooh. the sperm that Rod Stewart put in him. Oh. It's like when seagulls eat antacids. Yeah. Yes. They trip. Woo!